Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. Listen, would you turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3? Um, Exodus chapter 3. This is a message that I've been preaching as I travel to our CFC campuses. Um, I've been tweaking it every time. And just to give you a little background on preachers, every now and then God gives a man or a woman of God a message that he wants preached to every one of his kids. So I want to talk to you about something very, very significant. I want to talk to you about the name of God. The name of God. And I've seen shirts, you know, Jesus is my homeboy. And my heart rate goes through the roof. He's not my homeboy. He is my Savior, my Deliverer. He's everything to me. Can you say amen? I, I want to talk to you about the name of God. And it's a most empower, uh, powerful name. I want to talk to you about the name I Am. The name I Am. And how many are grateful it doesn't say I was. <laughs> he says, I am. He doesn't say, well, I might be. No, the Bible says, I am that I am. And how many recognize it takes all the pressure off of you and I? I'm not, and that's okay, because He is. I want to talk to you about the name of God. Do you know that the term I am, referring to God, appears over 300 times in the Word of God? Over 300 times in the Bible. Uh, I am is mentioned. The first in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. The last time it's mentioned is in Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, 20, and 21. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. The Bible says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. Here it is. You ready? I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming quickly. The Bible says, Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, in the day and age that we are living in, it brings both comfort and burden to know that Jesus is coming soon. It brings comfort to know that our God is coming to take us to our forever home. How many recognize we're just so journeying through this journey here on earth, but there is a God, His name is I Am, and He's coming to take His kids home. How many are looking forward to a cloudy day when He parts the clouds and takes us home? Can we put our hands together today? But with that comes with a tremendous burden. Because there's a lot of people in my life that are not ready for that day. Because they might be a good moral person, 
But how many recognize you can't be moral and make it to heaven? You can't even go to church or join a denomination and make it to heaven. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I got a lot of people in my life that I'm still ministering to, and they need Jesus. How many in the house are with me? So I'm grateful for the second coming. I long for that day. Get my glorified body. How many looking forward to a glorified body in heaven? Bible speaks of it. I'm going to have a small nose. I'm going to have a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have muscles. Dear Lord, I want muscles. But the burden that overwhelms every pastor, every staff member, Every leader at Christian Faith Center, is there a lot of people that don't know Jesus yet? And we exist to love people to life. We exist to love the hell out of people and heaven in. Can you say amen? Amen. It's interesting to me, uh, Revelation chapter 22, verse 7, he says, I am coming soon. Verse 12, Jesus speaking, I am coming soon. Verse 20, yes, I am coming soon. I'm reminded of the old evangelist that he was preaching on a stage not unlike this. And the first is just a packed house, kind of like this. First row was right here and he was preaching from this text. Jesus said, I am coming soon. I am coming soon. I am coming, coming soon. And he fell right into the lap of an 80-year-old woman. And he said, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And she said, preacher, don't worry about it. You warned me three times. Do you know that in the Gospel of John alone, Jesus repeated this phrase, I am, not once, not twice, not five times, seven times. And here they are. John chapter 6, verse 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said to them again, I am the light of the world. In John chapter 10, verse 9, I am the door. In John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. How many grateful we got a good shepherd? And then the Bible says in John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. How many know our God is alive? He was dead, but He is alive. Can you say amen? And then in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter 15, verse 5. I did a really cool devotion on social media a few days ago about this. You might want to jump on there and read this. Not now, after the service, but Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. The key to vibrant spiritual maturation is abiding in Him and making sure we are connected to the vine. (laughs) Names are very, very significant. Do you know that names are prophetic? Names are very, very prophetic. My name is Monty. And I looked up my name and you know what it means? It means mountains. Now you know why... The mountains call me. I ride my bicycle up in the mountains. The mountains call me. 
But let me give you just a couple of examples. In Genesis chapter 17, Abram, do you know what Abram means? Now listen, he's childless, has no children, but Abram, his, ma- his name means father of nations. His name revealed his future. There was a man who was rejected by his family, falsely accused and thrown into prison. His name, Joseph. Joseph literally means he shall increase. Didn't look like it when he was in prison, but how many recognize Joseph, Moses, he increased exponentially. You see, his name revealed his future. Now, please get this. We have a tendency to see ourselves as we are, but God sees us not as we are, but as he has called us to be. That's a word for somebody in this church. Listen closely. But how many are grateful that he gives you an identity not based on your past, but on your future? If my identity is solely found in my past, trust me, you wouldn't even know me today. But I'm so grateful that God is so powerful. His blood is so so rich and so flowing and and forgives sin that, that I'm not a product of my past. I'm not a product of my environment. Oh, I deal with some of that stuff. No, there's things, areas in my life that have been shed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yes, I have a past, but praise God, I've got a future that far supersedes my past. If that's you, can we just put our hands together and say, Celebrate. I got a word for somebody. Your name is no longer rejected, but accepted. Your name is no longer weak, but mighty. Your name is no longer defeated, but victorious. Your name is no longer bound, but free. And I'm so grateful that God's future is greater than anything that we have done in the past. Can you say amen? I want to talk to you about the name I am. Exodus chapter 3. I'd like to begin reading in verse 1. Exodus chapter 3. Beginning in verse 1. And you know, can I pause just for a moment? Can we welcome those who are joining us online? Can we put our hands together? God bless you. Welcome. We're so grateful you're with us today. Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock back to the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Horeb is a very, very important... There was Horeb and Sinai. And Horeb is a very, very important mountain. It's said that that's where God gave uh, uh, Moses the Ten Commandments as well. Verse 2, And the angel, listen, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looking, and, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. So this was a supernatural occurrence. Verse 3, Then Moses said, I will go now and turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, notice God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Whenever God repeats your name twice, how many recognize he's trying to get your attention? Doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter how gifted you are. Doesn't matter your, your social economics, how much education. He still is calling people out by name. 
And I wonder uh, how many people, because they did not turn aside and see this great sight when God called their name, that God had to raise up somebody else. But I'm grateful that Moses, in all of his weakness and his speech impediment, you see, he was a stuttered. And God is raising him up to be the spokesman of Almighty God to lead a nation out of bondage. Very seldom does God find people in the palace to do His will. Oftentimes it's in the prison. It's the people don't, that don't have a whole lot to offer. It's the people who, who got some scars because of life and maybe even mistakes. You need to understand the Lord Himself has some scars. Never be embarrassed of where God found you. Don't live there, but never be ashamed where God found you. Just think all the religious people that pointed a finger at you because you were messed up. But Almighty God sent His Son to die that He might lift you up out of your sin, out of that miry clay, and put your feet upon the rock, Christ Jesus, and He would speak destiny over your life. How many grateful for that today? Amen? So He he just said, here am I. I believe somebody just needs to say, here am I. I'm here, Lord. I believe He's been knocking on somebody's heart. You've been pushing away saying, I'm inadequate or I've done too much or I've strayed too far. You haven't strayed too far. You haven't done too much. All you got to do is look at the cross. That's how much God loves you. Here I am. Just a sacred moment. Somebody watching. Lord, I, I know that there's been some inconvenience. There's been some discontentment. You see, oftentimes God will use discomfort and discontentment to get you out of the nest and get you where he wants to be. And I believe that's what's going on in somebody's life right now. You just need to say, okay, Lord, I believe it's you. I thought it was the devil, but it's you. Here I am. Isn't it amazing that God loves us so much that he will not leave us where he found us? Man, I'm grateful for that. How many love Jesus today? Can you say amen? So interesting, verse 5, he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet to the place where, for the place where you stand is holy. Don't draw near Moses, but take your sandals off. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon, what does your Bible say? God. Wow. And the Lord said, I have... Surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I, I know their sorrows and I have come down, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites and the Termites. Well, no, I added that. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up to me, for I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppose them. God hears you. God sees you. There's a period in my life that I cried myself to sleep for months and months and months just being abused as a child. I didn't cry myself to sleep alone. I serve a God that loves me so much. My cry 
came to his ears. He saw what happened to me. He saw my pain. He saw my, my struggle. He saw my abuse. And I believe that he sat down right on that bed next to me and wept with me. That's the God that you serve. What touches your heart touches his heart. What touches the heart of your children, your grandchildren, he sees them, he hears them, and he comes down into the middle of the mess of our lives, the situations. I don't know if you've ever created a mess in your life. I know I have. But in spite of my mess, he comes down. Powerful. God hears you. God sees you. He says, Now come therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out, out, out of Egypt. But God, but Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Remember, he had a stutter. He had a speak issue, an impediment. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Verse 12. Now listen closely. So he said, I will certainly be with you. <laughs> I will certainly be with you. I really like that, a promise. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people of, of uh, out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is His name? What is His name? Now there's many names of God record, recorded in Scripture. But it's very interesting when Moses asked God, what is your name? Who should I say is sending me? And look at what he says. And God said to Moses, verse 14, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord, your, the Lord God your, of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you, and this is my name forever. Now just a couple of thoughts. Um, Moses turns aside, and God says, whoa, 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 before you approach me, this is holy ground, take off your sandals. Seemingly small directive. Take off your sandals. What I have learned 40 years walking with the Lord, it's those small promptings that lead to big acts of faith and obedience. Moses, take off your, your sandals. He's spoken into my life and I I want you to take this out of your life because it's going to hold you back. I want you to stop focusing on this over here and I want you to focus on me. I wonder if there's a small thing that God wants you to take off today. I wonder if the Holy Spirit of God has been knocking on your heart. You know that, oh, sorry, Lord. Moses. Before you approach me and see me like nobody else sees me, I want you to take off your, what I have learned is small acts of obedience lead to big places in God. Big places in God. He said, who, who are you? He said, I, tell him that I am 
As you know, I am is the Hebrew name of Yahweh. I am is a Hebrew name for Yahweh. Yahweh means Redeemer, Deliverer, Savior. On the count of three, I want you to shout that. Redeemer, Deliverer, Savior. One, two, three. Redeemer, Deliverer, Savior. One more time. Redeemer, Deliverer, Savior. Of all the names that God could have chosen at that moment with Moses, He chose I Am. Redeemer, Deliverer, and Savior. Now, I Am, I shared, appears 300 times in the Bible. Do you know how many times the name Yahweh appears in the Word of God? Actually, just the Old Testament alone? 6,000 times. Wow! I Am is good enough. (laughs) 300 times in the Word of God. But Yahweh appears over 6,000 times in the Old Testament. (laughs) Redeemer. Deliverer. Savior. Can you say Amen? Amen. uh, Yahweh. uh, Genesis chapter 6. Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. His name releases grace. Genesis 17, Abram, my covenant, Yahweh, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. Again, his name revealed his future. You see, he is our redeemer, our deliverer and our savior. Can you say amen? You see, I believe that he alone can restore what has been destroyed. He alone can rebuild the ruins of your life. He alone can take all the broken pieces of your life and make a masterpiece. You know, I believe that every single one of us is broken. And I believe God uses broken people. Why? Because that's all He's got. It's all He's got. Some of you have been tripped on. Some of you have been dropped. Some of you have been neglected. Some of you have been overlooked all of your life. And you feel, God, my life is a wreck. I've been looked over. I've been dropped. I've been judged. I've been, I've been frowned upon. I've been criticized. The bigger your life gets, the more critics you're going to have. But it's that brokenness that attracts the very fragrance of God. And how many recognize He's not just a potter that puts our lives back together. No, the Bible said that He is the master potter. And everything that He makes and builds is beautiful in His sight. Look at your neighbor and say, you're beautiful in the eyes of God. My life on the inside might look like a wreck, but boy, God does not see me as I am. He sees me as I I will be. I'm prophetic in this moment. I'm coming out of this because God is my Redeemer, my Deliverer, and my Savior. Can we put our hands together and thank the Lord today? Thank you, Lord. Next, I want to talk to you about the I Am of the New Testament. First, the I Am of the Old. Would you go in your Bibles to John chapter 8? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 8, beginning in verse 56. 
Red letters, Jesus says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Now in that moment, does it sound a little bit strange? Jesus was probably 30, 32 years old here. And he says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day capital M, my day, and he saw it and was glad. And look at what they said in verse 57. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet 50 years old, and you have seen Abraham? Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it, and was glad. And the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham. Verse 58, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Mic drop. He said to them, the religious leaders of the day, Before Abraham was, I am. I am the one that spoke over Abram's life. You shall be a father of many nations. I am the one who saved Noah and his family. I am the one who spoke to Moses in the burning bush before Abraham was, I am. Wow! Can I teach on this just for a moment? Listen, listen, listen. The Yahweh, in essence what he said, the Yahweh of the Old Testament is standing before you Now, 6,000 times in the Old Testament alone, Yahweh is mentioned. He stands before the religious people. Before Abraham was, I am. The Yahweh of the Old Testament is standing before you in the New Testament. And what do you think they would do? Fall down and worship Him? Well, let's look at their response. And then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them. And so he passed by. Um, I don't want to be numbered with those who have such little faith that believe miracles are no longer for today, that Jesus no longer saves, that the gifts and the moving of the Holy Spirit died with the apostles. I don't want Jesus to just pass by. I want Him to come into my life and reveal Himself in dimensions that I've never experienced. Well, Pastor, you've been walking with Him for 40 years. Help me know there's more. There's more than you currently. There's revelation that is just waiting for you. Help me recognize we don't want Him to pass by. We, we want, we don't, we don't want, we, we want everything that he has. And aren't you grateful that you're a part of a church that Jesus is not passing by? He is in our midst. He is changing lives and he is redeeming people. Can you say amen? Redeemer. Deliverer. 
Savior. So now I want to talk to you about the I am of your heart. Yes, He's the I am of the Old Testament. He's the I am of the New Testament. I want to talk to you about the I am of your heart. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you forever. Monday's coming. He's already there. That tension on the job. He'd say, I am there. That crying out to God, God, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I have several people who just lost beloved family members. And I pray the very comfort of the Holy Spirit would be upon you. In Jesus' name. God loves those of you who grieve so much that He sent the Holy Spirit who is the Counselor, who is the Comforter. He says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. I, I love it. Don't, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. God has said, I will never leave you and I will never abandon you. When you've been abandoned in life, trust me, that scripture is powerful. People walk into your life and people will walk out of your life. God will never, ever walk out of your life. Oh, you can run, but the Holy Spirit is there. Another translation reads, the Passion Translation, I will never leave you, never, and I will never loosen my grip on your life. I will never loosen my grip on your life. How many have loved ones in other cities, states, maybe even countries that, that, that you wish you could be there in the tough times. Let me see your hands. Everybody raise a hand. Can I tell you, when we can't be there, I am is there. I want to get a little personal with you as I close, even closing my Bible. Um, who died for your sin? Jesus Christ. I am. I am died for your sin. I often see my name in His name. And it breaks my heart. I, I, I see myself in His name. I am sinful. I am separated. I am abandoned. I am alone. I am condemned. Oh, I am guilty. 
I am hurting. I'm broken. I'm lost. Done. I'm finished. Maybe those who spoke into my life that said, Monty, you're never going to make it. Or Monty, you're, you're worthless. You're going to end up in prison. Sometimes I hear those voices. And sometimes I see my name in His. But when I look at the cross, He's the Redeemer. He's the Deliverer. He's the Savior. Can you say amen? I look at that cross, I see Jesus saying, Monty, my son, I love you so much. I'm going to take your place. I'm going to take your place. And and I can see Jesus 2,000 years ago screaming from the cross, blood streaming from his hands, his feet, his head, his back, his side could hear him looking at me 2,000 years ago and saying, Monty, I'm going to die in your place. That's how much I love you. I can hear him saying, I am condemned. I am your sacrificial lamb. I am the one who takes your sin away. I can hear him screaming, I am guilty. I am judged. I am broken. I am crushed. Oh, friends, when I look at that cross, I see my Redeemer, my Deliverer, my Savior. After Christ died on the cross, He was buried. And on the third day, He rose from the dead. How many are grateful for the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? see, it's in the resurrection of I am (laughs) that we discover our new I am. You see, I was dead. Now I am alive. I was defeated. Now I am alive. Victorious. I was bound in my addiction and my pain, but now I am set free. I was lost, but now I am found. Somebody scream amen. You see, I was sick, now I am healed. Yahweh. Redeemer. Deliverer, Savior. The I Am that stood before Abraham. The I Am that stood before Moses. The I Am that saved Noah and his family. The I Am of the Old Testament is the I am of the New Testament. And the I am of the New Testament, He stands before us now. Would you close your eyes, bow your heads.
Father, what a uh, just a, a privilege to stand on this platform and minister to the best people in all America. Many of these are our trusted, dear, dear friends. And Father, to recognize that Kelly and I, our ceiling is literally Pastor Jordan and Amanda's foundation. God, we've given ourselves for that, the cause of Christ, and you've been faithful, so thank you. And Father, um, I ask the prayer team to come forward. Father, I know that there are people who are fighting private battles. And if they were to be open and vulnerable, they say, oh, Lord, I, you, you see my struggle. You see my cries. You see my pain. You see my loss. You see my sin. You see it all. And if you truly are the Redeemer, the Deliverer, and the Savior, I, I, I need to be delivered. I need to be redeemed. I've got areas of my life that are broken that, that I, I just threw away. Maybe poor choices, bad decisions, but God can redeem those. And maybe there's somebody here that would just say, Pastor Monty, if I were to be really open and honest, I'm a good person, but I don't know Jesus in a personal way. I might attend church. I might, got, I might have God in my head, but I've not repented of my sin. I've not asked you to come in and live in my life. I've not asked you, here it is, to be my Redeemer my Deliverer and my Savior with every head bowed and every eye closed. If you'd say, Pastor Monty, would you pray for me? I, I need to give my life to Jesus today. Or maybe there's somebody here, you need to rededicate your life to Christ with no one looking. Can I see your hands all over the building? Pastor, I'm not where I should be with God. Would you pray for me? Yeah, God bless you. Just, re just raise them high just so I can see them. Yeah, God bless you. Hands are going up. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Yeah. Bless you. I, I, I got to believe that there's people watching right now in the comfort of your home, a truck stop, maybe a hospital bed. The Holy Spirit of God is dealing with you. God loves you right where you are, but He wants to pick you up. He wants to change your life and make you a new creation. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I could ask you to repeat a very simple yet profound prayer. It's a prayer that my spiritual father, Pastor E.E. E. Smith, taught me, and I, I want to lead you in that. And how many are grateful? We had probably maybe 10 to 15 people raise their hand. are going to get right with God. Can we just put our hands together and, and, and give them a great big hand? And maybe those of you who can stand, why don't you, would you stand to your feet? Just stand to your feet all over the building. And to those of you who raise your hands, and everybody in here is going to pray this prayer right alongside of you, out loud. Can we all pray this prayer out loud? To those of you who raise your hand, pray it with all your heart. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. Would you please forgive me for the sin in my life, for the mistakes that I have made? I am sorry, and I repent. Jesus, I believe. You are the Son of God. You are the Savior of the world. You died on a cross, buried in a tomb, rose from the dead on the third day, ascended into heaven. You are seated at the right hand of God, interceding for me now. Thank you. And right now, <laughs> right now I open my heart. And I invite you to come in. Be my Savior. Be the Lord of my life. Be my Redeemer. 
my deliverer and my savior. I give you all of me and I accept all of you. From this moment on, I am a blood-bought Christian, saved by grace through faith, and I'll never be alone for you are with me. In Jesus' name, can we put our hands together?